Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Let's get to our guest, Dana Dioria, co-CIO and group president at InvestNet Solutions. Dana, thanks very much for joining us. Uh, so 7.7% of the CPI, still a lot of work to be done, but it seems like the stock market uh, may be in a hurry here. Uh, try to think of it in a different way. Should we think of this as a short-term repricing rather than the beginning of a, a sustainable rally, or should we just back up the truck? <laughs> yeah, I totally agree with you. Obviously, the market breathing a huge sigh of relief today. Um, yeah, I think it's meaningful, right? Because we, we needed to see not only, you know, some tapering off and decrease there, but also there was some breath in the number. I just wouldn't read too much into it. It, it still is just one month. Um, we've had the football pulled out from under us before on, you know, thinking that inflation was peaking and, and tapering a bit. Um, and then the other, you know, kind of the other big thing to think about here is that getting inflation back down to the Fed's target is going to be a process, right? This is a, an annualized number. So, you know, it, it's a good reading. I don't want to downplay it. I do think it has meaning. But you have to take it with a grain of salt. And I think, of mm. course, the market reacted as you would expect them to react. But at the end of the day, is this really telling you anything about the fundamentals? You know, for example, if I look at the tech rally and say, oh, you know, um, it means that, you know, discount rates are, are coming down a bit. No, I, I wouldn't say so. Not at this <laughs> point. Yeah, and also, Dan, and let's not forget, I mean, when you get a 7% plus increase on the NASDAQ, you're going to be scratching your head a little bit because then you know how much uh, uh, this is all sentiment rather than actually anybody looking at the fundamentals. But having said that, I've sort of argued against myself when I said, when I think, when a fundamentals ever well, matter. We, we did, I mean, talk about race. We did see the 10 year drop, you know, 27 basis yeah. points. Yeah. Yeah, look, um, you know, there is a mentality out there by the dip on tech. And so some folks were waiting for maybe just that right trigger or catalyst in order to, to move into tech. And, you know, it's interesting. We've seen, if you look at ETF flows, tech really, you look at like um, tech ETFs, they've still seen great inflows this year. And funny enough, you, you see something like energy and, and even though it's doing so well, it's obviously year to date yeah. one of the very few positive places to be not getting. So, so I think the market is, kind of bullish on tech and waiting for that opportunity to buy in. And they did it. Yeah. Time. Yeah. You raise a good point there. Um, every sector was up, but energy was the worst performing sector. It, mm-hmm. it had a gain of only 2.2%. So even if you don't believe that this is the all clear, is it maybe uh, wise to do a little rebalancing from oil related to maybe some of the other areas that have been hit hardest? Yeah. It's, and it depends, of course, on what your, um, 
your time frame is. I mean, certainly now that you've seen it come back a little and you, you've seen this rally, maybe saying, okay, exactly that, right? Here's my chance to, to move back into some of these sectors. Uh, you know, but, but really how short term are you thinking when, when you're, when you're grabbing at something in a one day uh, moment yeah. like this? Right. Now, do you think that these markets may well now have had a sea change given the magnitude of the price action we've seen, or is it essentially just a bit of a relief? My bet would be that it's a relief. Um, you know, it wouldn't surprise me at all if next week we see some retracement, you know, and, and coming back from that. Uh, I, and I think what part of what's going to impact markets as we go forward, of course, is what's happening in, um, you know, the election and certainly some repricing action we may be seeing just related to an expectation maybe of, of things going one way and, not, and and going a little bit more the other way, right? So uh, what does it mean for fiscal spending? Uh, what does it mean for things like energy, um, you know, renewables, that sort of thing? I mentioned the strong growth as reflected in the Atlanta's GDP Now uh, model, uh, but it made me think of, of the, the lag effect. Uh, we often think of the lag effect of these rate hikes on inflation, but there's also a lag effect on, on bringing down growth. Uh, we have to go through that, don't we? Yeah, and I think that one of the places that we're really um, seeing that is, of course, the unemployment rate, where the Fed has been sort of empowered to keep raising rates and, and the, the nervousness that the market has is related in part to what you're talking about here, which is that, you know, the effects that you're going to feel from what's already been done are, are still yet to come in a degree, right? So it's this sort of panic around, hey, is the Fed going to make a policy or go, go too far here? Um, unemployment rates have been low and have empowered them to keep going. But if you kind of look at the history of tightening cycles, it tends to be later on that you do see unemployment increase. So we just may be getting lag effects that we're going to have to expect going forward, 2023, 2024, uh, that just they're not in the market yet. All right. Well, let's also take a look at one aspect here, and it is that uh, the elections itself, uh, they were nearly nowhere near as bad as what uh, the Democrats were secretly uh, <clears throat> thinking. It gives a sense of how that changes things. Does it mean that the people who were looking for um, a bit, bit of a fillet for the, uh, the the green side of things, if you will, uh, are going to get a bit yeah. of a boost? Yeah, and I think we're seeing it already. I mean, we have been seeing, you know, some of these energy renewable related stocks, green energy, um, getting putting under pressure. And I think that gets relieved a little bit. I think, look, the Democrats are going to take this as nothing short of uh, practically a mandate. It, it pretty is. It, it is pretty unusual in a midterm like this. And when you think about too, where Biden was just not very long ago, um, you know, for this to occur, right? For for Democrats to hold on as strongly as they have, regardless at this point of where the Senate goes. And I think, of course, you know, we could see we could see Democrats, of course, keep the Senate. So I do think it means that um, you know during the lame duck session, there's going to be an effort to push through. You know, some of these programs that they've been looking at trying to do. And I think it means that they're going to feel empowered. Now, th there's there's opposing forces here, right, which is think about interest rate increases and what that's done to deficit spending and, um, you know, the, the cost of carrying our debt. And, you know, that's going to also weigh on potentially some of these packages. So there's push and pull. I'm just surprised that uh, more press hasn't been given to how much the budget deficit has come down under Biden. Uh, but that's really a discussion for another day, I suppose. Uh, uh, but the overall take from the election, should we consider it that 
people just don't feel that bad. Uh, they didn't feel like a change, uh, a huge change was necessary. And maybe that bodes well for sentiment, consumer sentiment. Well, I think, yeah, I, I think, um, yeah, it's interesting, the effects, right? Oil came down. Oil is very well correlated with, you know, presidential approval ratings. Presidential approval ratings tend to be correlated with what happens in midterms. I think Democrats, you know, flip the script a little bit on that. I don't know if it was so much about Biden. Um, it was really more about the ticket. So I do think that, you know, that played in. But, you know, again, like something like oil prices coming down, even things like China's lockdowns, right, that, that sort of took some of the demand off, have all played into this. Okay, thank you so much, Donna. Always a pleasure having you on the program. Uh, Donna uh, Doria uh, jo- joining us, uh, where uh, she is a co-CEO and group president at InvestNet Solutions. It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at CarterEconomicForum.com.